Hey, what's going on? I'm Andrew at St. Croix Cards on Instagram, and this is Slab Stocks FC World Cup Show. Welcome in. Glad to have you here. Uh, it is official. Ding, ding, ding. End of round number two. So all 32 teams at the World Cup have finished their second game in group play, and we had some great moments. Uh, we had some bumps. We had some bruises. We got a lot of stuff to talk about here today as we look at, you know, what did we see and, and the impact it might have on the card market. So we got to talk injuries. We got to talk about some fantastic performances. We got to see some fixture results in some really kind of head scratchers. Again, it's the World Cup. I guess we can all say expect the unexpected, maybe. And then we'll finish up with where the standings are currently, who are our goal leaders and in route to that golden boot, and what games can we look forward to in the third set of games. But really, we have to start where we left off on the first episode, talking about this guy right here. If you're not looking at a screen, if you're listening to uh, the podcast, this is Neymar. And we left going, you know, the ankle did not look good. It looked quite swollen. And it is official. He did not make his second game appearance here today. It seems like he's going to be out for the next two games or the rest of group play. Uh, thank you for those of you who left the comment and let us know that in uh, the comments. Uh, if you do have comments or you have questions, you know, don't, don't hesitate them to leave them in the comments below. But Neymar was out here today, and, and hopefully it is just a group stage uh, that he's going to miss uh, one game or two games, uh, depending. Maybe there's still a chance. You know, I never rule people out. I've, you know, you get all this news information uh, coming out, and, you know, you don't know what to believe until it actually happens. So he did miss the game today. Uh, I am recording this on Monday, uh, but hopefully he will be healthy and ready to go when Brazil gets into the knockout stages. The other one is more for me. Uh, man, I really think highly of Nuno Mendes, uh, the left back for Portugal. Uh, he's the left back for uh, PSG. Uh, and, and I was super excited to see him on the world stage. And he made it about 40 minutes today. And this was the reaction. If you're Again, if you're listening, uh, he was in tears coming off the pitch. So I was really disappointed, but I mean, people got to see a little bit of his quality. I think just the, the blazing speed that he has, uh, the decision-making uh, he's as good going forward as I think he is defensively. So really, really impressed with him. Uh, and I did pick up quite a bit of his cards as, as we got closer to the world cup. But for me, again, it's not about, I'm going to look to get rid of them during the world cup. I really believe in, you know, Mendez, he's 20 years old. He's got a lot of career ahead of him. And so as disappointed as I am, I'm still a fan of Nuno Mendes, and I'm going to hold those for a little while and maybe even pick up a few more if the prices start to slide based on his injury. So those two injuries really wanted to take a look at it. Uh, but we had some results that were absolutely head-scratching. The first one would be Costa Rica uh, defeating Japan one to nothing. I did not see this one coming. I don't know if anybody really saw this one coming after Costa Rica uh, lost seven to nothing against Spain in their first game. I will be honest, I did not get up uh, at 4 a.m. to watch Costa Rica and Japan. I kind of wish I would have now, uh, but I started to pick and choose my 4 a.m. games because trying to get up at 4 a.m. for all of them has been a little bit of a challenge for me. Uh, and I've got to make sure I'm really quiet. I've got two young kids in the house who are sleeping. And if you wake them up, then 
I'm not watching soccer, period. So really strategic in the games that I'm getting up for, but huge result for Costa Rica and not just for Costa Rica because Costa Rica winning this game opens the door for Germany not to win against Spain and still be mathematically able to get into the knockout stages. And so this was the game everybody was talking about. This is the game that one of the games I was most excited for in group play. The 1-1 draw, Germany and Spain uh, shared the point. Each got a point from this game, which was huge from Germany. They left it really late, getting that late goal, a late equalizer. But for me, it was really just a, a fun watch to see how the midfield midfield unfolded for both sides you got Spain of course there's so much uh so much talk about Pedri and Gavi for Germany you know for me it's about Musiala and many other people I wanted to see how these guys interacted and played and I was not disappointed I was super super impressed by the play of Musiala I thought he just kind of rose to the top of those three young players and, and you may disagree, but I just thought, you know, what he's able to do and, and really was the spark that Germany needed to simply tie the game. You know, I think he was the one that was really pushing them forward. He was the one controlling some of the dribble sequences that he had was was fantastic. Really impre- ple- impressed with Musiala and, and really excited to see hopefully him. Uh, go further in the tournament. Would love to see him in the knockout stages. But again, I just, I look at guys like Pedri and Gavi and Musiala and, you know, and it just, I'm just shaking my head. These guys are, these kids are teenagers on the biggest stage in the world at the World Cup. And it doesn't seem like the pressure's getting to them at all. So really impressed with that game. It was a fun game to watch. A 1-1 draw, which keeps everybody alive in that group as well. But I really, you know, we, we, we do have to talk about the, the U.S. men's national team and their tie against England. You know, it was one of those games that everybody, you know, Black Friday, here it comes, the United States versus England, and we got the draw. You know, a 1-1 draw, again, keeps us uh, in the running to get into the knockout stages. But one of the talisman, you know, one of the guys who I've just been super impressed with, his defensive ability and his ability just uh, in the center of the pitch – as a whole is Tyler Adams, you know, Tyler Adams, 23. And, and I think he just shows his quality, uh, his leadership skills as captain of the U S men's national team, you know, overall, just his demeanor, even watching some of the interviews and some of the questions that he's been asked, uh, he just handles himself extremely well, you know, both on the pitch and off. And so I kind of wanted, you know, he didn't score a goal, but he, he really was, you know, that rock at the back uh, in that midfield. And and I thought, you know, what is his pricing doing? And so I I just picked 2022 Prism. Uh, It's a new, you know, the the new set that's released. And I I wanted to know where his pricing has been going. And really before the tournament, his Panini Prism World Cup uh, purple out of 199 uh, sold November 17th. So three days before the start of the tournament for $30. Uh, that sold November 20th on the day the World Cup started. Uh, that sold for $31.51, so very little change. Uh, but post uh, the the England versus U.S. game on November 26th, that, that $199 sold at a fixed price, not at an auction like the other two, but these are all raw cards, sold for $44.99. So somebody was, was hitting the buy it now there for $44.99, which is a pretty good increase uh, from the $31 at the start, $31.50 at the start of the tournament. So he's kind of one that I'm I'm still really interested in watching, you know, as, as, the, as the tournament progresses. You know, where does, you know, guys like Tyler Adams or where are players who aren't scoring goals but putting in amazing performances, uh, what, what, is their, what is their prices going to do uh, as, as the tournament continues? 
Uh, we do have to talk Messi. Uh, Messi was was really really good uh, in in their in Argentina's win and keeps them alive uh, after that opening loss uh, to bounce back and get the win. Uh, and and Messi doing it in you know with his with its great great goal outside the box uh, kind of leads uh, leads uh, Argentina onwards uh, and that as they beat Mexico. Uh, but here is his 2016 select, just kind of showing you. Price points of, you know, what does a great performance by Messi do? Uh, so 2016, 2017 select. This is his red prism out of 199. Uh, they are all PSA 10s. Uh, now I have three of them, the last three sales. One sold in August, so August 22nd. That PSA 10, that red out of 199, did $400. Uh, October 5th, so we're still a little over a month out, or uh, we're a little over a month out of the World Cup. Uh, that PSA 10 sold on October 5th uh, for $355. And then post the win against Mexico, November 27th, that same PSA 10 uh, of the Red Prism out of 2016-2017 select, out of 199 did $294. And why do I bring this card up uh, for Messi? I, I think it's really important that we, we see not every performance, not every goal is going to push prices forward. So just being really careful, you know, you see a substantial decrease in Messi and some Messi cards and Messi prices, even though he's performing well at the World Cup. So this is kind of just a, you know, as you're looking and what I've started to see and, and notice is it seems to be those, you know, even those those numbered cards out of, you know, 150, 200, 299, some of the higher numbered cards, you're not seeing the movement really high. You're not seeing the, the like the, the fast moving cards after a goal prices go through the roof. You're not seeing that stuff anymore. If anything, you, you might even see, you know, people who have kind of stationed the auctions to, to kind of end at key moments and they're not getting the same amount that they were hoping for, even in the event of a goal or an assist or a really a great moment. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, selling a card in August the market looked very different in August than it does here at the end of November, early December. So just being careful, do your research, make sure you know where, you know, prices were uh, and, and kind of trending those prices. Check, you know, check eBay uh, sold listings, check uh, Card Letter Pro, great place to go, really easy to understand information. I'm telling you, if I can understand the information, Anybody can understand the information, but Messi, great opportunity. But you do see some pricing, and that does jump. You know, so you got to. It's kind of by a card by card basis. Here's that Renaissance uh, uh, short print from Topps Merlin from this year, Merlin Chrome, uh, 2021, 2022. Uh, this card sold November 26th. Uh, that Renaissance of Messi before the game for eighty nine dollars, and then it sold. Uh, the, the 27th after that game for a best offer of $175. Now, to be fair, uh, there is a new sale uh, right before I, I checked right before we I went on and, and wanted to talk about this. And that that next sale is down to like $104 again. So you did see this, you know, somebody get in on it because uh, they were excited. You know, it seems that they got in on it. I don't know for sure, but it seems like they were excited. They, they offered the 175 and now you're seeing prices kind of come back down as well. So just be careful and, and understand, you know, what you're looking to buy, do the research, be educated, 
make good, solid decisions. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are starting that, you know, I'm hearing the buzz around Kylian Mbappe. I absolutely love Mbappe. I'm a huge Mbappe fan. I would go out even on a limb. My personal opinion, I feel that Kylian Mbappe is the best player in the world currently. Now, I know a lot of people will say, you know, the Hollands and you'll, you'll come up with other names. But I just think if you watch the games and you watch and, and listen to the crowd, it's, it's a different type of atmosphere when he touches the ball. People just assume that, that he's going to score. He, you know, he's on a different level. Kylian Mbappe, two goals in, in, in France's win against Denmark, uh, gets them into the knockout stages. So they're already qualified for the knockout stages. And, and that puts him at seven goals in World Cup competition. So the four from 2018, when France won it, he's already got three here in this tournament. That puts him at seven. And to put that in context, uh, Ronaldo, Messi, I believe both have eight total World Cup goals. So Mbappe, 23, has already has seven World Cup goals and, and looking to push France deep, deep into this World Cup tournament. Uh, the card that I just kind of wanted to highlight, because again, it doesn't mean you know that his cards are going to climb extremely high. His 2020 Panini Select, this is his Euro. Uh, this is the Maroon Prism. This is out of 165. Both of these are PSA 10s. One sold in August, the 23rd, for $192.50. And then one sold after the Denmark game uh, via auction for $180. So on November 27th. So you're seeing, you know, relatively similar prices. Uh, you know, it has dipped about $12.50. Uh, but really, you're not seeing this movement north with, you know, again, that's out of 165. So there's a number of, of copies out there, whether you want to find it in a PSA 10 or you want to find it raw. But really great performances. But that doesn't mean, again, card by card, that none of the cards are going up in price. And this one really kind of surprised me. I just wanted to kind of put it out there for you. This is 2018 Donruss. Uh, this is Killing Mbappe's press proof canvas, which means it's out of 25. It is a PSA 10, and this is the same exact card. So it's numbered 14 out of 25. It sold October 11th for $255, and then it sold November 27th, so after the two-goal performance, for a best offer. So auction on October 11th, best offer was accepted for $699.99. This card is rare, extremely low pop, uh, kind of checks a lot of the boxes. And so you do see a good performance and somebody is willing to pay a lot of money for that extremely rare uh, short print of, of only 25 copies. And it's an earlier Mbappe, that 2018 uh, is early. And, and I think, you know, you can see that some cards are going to, to move upwards in price. Uh, I'm really happy uh, for our next one. You got to talk about Robert Lewandowski. Uh, just, you know, you just felt like the weight of the world was on the man's shoulders as he had yet to score for his country at the World Cup and is able to shake it off, you know, kind of a gift from Saudi Arabia as he's able to, uh, you know, get that first goal. And I don't know if you saw the pictures. It meant uh, the world to him. I just was super happy for him. And it also makes me think, what is going to happen 
uh, in the next game. You know, what is going to happen in game three? He's not worried. He's not stressed. He's not trying too hard to score that first goal. Kind of, you know, the weight is lifted. Are we going to see a fantastic game three performance from Robert, uh, Robert Lewandowski as they take on uh, Argentina in, in the, in the next round, I do believe. So uh, I threw up his kaboom from the 2021-2022 Dunruss Road to Qatar. And you just see a, a steady increase in pricing uh, as we as we go forward. So over the month, it's kind of gained almost uh, $100 in price. It sold October 24th raw for $212.50. It, to- it, it sold November 20th on the first day of the World Cup for $287.83. And then finally, it sold after uh, his goal and after uh, Poland winning against Saudi Arabia for uh, $312 on November 27th. So you see a steady increase uh, in that Kaboom prices. Again, all raw, uh, not graded, but really just a, a fun kind of for him to get that goal, I think it means a lot. And it could mean uh, that, you know, the form that he's in in that game three could be huge because everything's riding on that game because it's win and advance. And that's what we, that's what we're, that's what we're ready for. You know, this group play is coming to an end. It's almost like a knockout game in and of itself with how many teams are still alive and still vying for those 16 spots in the knockout stage. Uh, the other guy that, you know, maybe nobody really knows about, Andre uh, Kramerich, is from Hoffenheim. He plays in the Bundesliga. He is 31 years old. And and before really the tournament, you know, at the very start of the tournament, wasn't really a big market for him. Nobody's really talking uh, about him at all. Uh, but he does bag a brace in, in uh, for Croatia as they beat Canada 4-2, I believe. And you can see at the start of the tournament, November 20th, I, I picked uh, the Tier 1 Bundesliga, top Tier 1 Bundesliga, uh, his autograph, which is numbered out of 100, 2021-2022. November 20th, on the day the World Cup started, his, his auto sold for $3.78. Now, fast forward to after the two goals, November 27th, uh, this, uh, the, the first one sold for $19.99, and that's on a fixed price. So it was just up there. Anybody could have clicked it and said, yeah, that's the card I want. And then a second one on November 27th as well, fixed price for $25. Somebody clicked the buy it now. And so you can see that, you know, these outliers, these players that really don't get the hobby focus, I think is, is important to kind of see moving forward. Last episode, we talked a little bit about Richarlson uh, for Brazil and he gets those two goals and you see a lot of movement. Not only, you know, you see some movement in his card prices. You also saw a movement in his Instagram followers too. I think I saw that 4 million people uh, followed him on Instagram, which is just crazy uh, to me. Uh, but you can see with uh, Kremrich as well, nobody really had, you know, locked in on him and he puts in a good performance and you go from really low, low value to, to a value of, you know, you're making good percentages on, on the cards as a whole. Uh, so I just wanted to point him out another brace, uh, you know, two goals for him and you did see movement in his pricing. So that auto uh, kind of went up quite a bit over time. Last one that I do really just want to highlight, and that is uh, Portugal's Bruno Fernandes, as uh, the 28-year-old puts in, again, a brace today uh, for Portugal. Uh, you can make the argument, I would love to know your comments. Was it was it a Bruno Fernandes goal or was it Ronaldo's hair? Uh, I think that'll be the, the talk for a while. Uh, but it was great to see him, uh, you know, get on the score sheet twice as he looks to kind of help Portugal in route to those uh, to that knockout stages. I picked his landmarks from 2022 prism 
uh, World Cup. And you can see that there is a slight movement, nothing crazy here uh, over the past, though, the 27th, but before the game today, uh, that landmarks out of 2022 Prism World Cup sold for $187.50. Uh, the, after the game, you saw one sell for 199 uh, best offer, and then you saw, saw another one sell for 200 best offer. And really what I'm doing here is, you know, if it's best offer, people are are making offers on these cards, and, and it's it's different than the auction price itself. But the really, you know, it's only, about, again, about $12.50 difference between the pre-game and the post-game. But uh, again, it is a group stage game. I think that's what we all have to keep in mind. A lot of people, you know, are, are kind of gearing up for the knockout stages, the games that will propel countries further into the tournament or send you home. And so you might not have seen massive movements in cards that, that Mbappe out of 25, that, that is a, a massive movement in that card. Uh, but again, across the board, you haven't seen a lot of the movement. I think you're going to see my own, my own thought here. Now, I think you're going to see card movement as players get deeper into the tournaments. I think, you know, I think we see that in other sports as well. As you look at, you know, quarterback prices in the NFL, as they get closer to the Super Bowl or they get to the Super Bowl, you see those prices rise. And I think we're almost to that point as we're in the third and final game of the group stages, which all starts tomorrow. Uh, so we got to go top scorers here as we look at the top scorers of the tournament so far. And there at the top of the list is the 23-year-old himself, Killian Mbappe, I cannot say enough about him. Uh, you know, he his card prices had kind of have kind of slid a little bit in in the past months, and I and I think there's a lot of negative press around Kylian Mbappe uh, as you look and you know was he going to leave this summer? Yes, no. You know, he, is he going to go to Real Madrid? Is he going to stay at PSG? He ended up staying at PSG, and then you saw this huge story about he's unhappy at PSG. He wants to leave PSG, and there's just a lot of press. And what I've learned, you know, as as an Arsenal fan, you know, and and transfer news and the transfer window, if we were if we got every player we were ever linked to, we'd have 150 players on our team. It just, you know, I, I I've kind of learned you can't believe everything you hear or the breaking news, even, you know, all this, you know, this new stuff, you know, you see Messi on this list too, with two goals, you know, is Messi going to MLS, you know, MLS is getting messy, 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 messy going to MLS. And, and then, you know, can you really believe those stories until it actually happens until it actually says, you know, this is what is going on. I don't trust it. I, I just don't. So until I see it in the starting lineups or whether I see, you know, pen to paper, new contracts or transfers, you know, I just kind of try to pump the brakes as excited as I could get, you know, at being like, you know what, if, if Messi comes to MLS, I can go and watch him in person. That would make me extremely happy, but I'm not going to go super excitement mode. I don't want to get my hopes up because you know, chances are that story is going to change three, four or five times before it comes to what is actually happening. But Mbappe is at the top of the list. Valencia, uh, Enter Valencia for Ecuador is also at three goals. And then you got a laundry list of guys who are at two goals apiece. And some of them are looking to make those deep runs. So, you know, you know, you guys got like Messi and Olivier Giroud, uh, Bakayo Saka still there with two, even though he didn't score against the United States. Uh, Cody Gakpo, I think I mentioned that as, uh, he's there as well. Uh, Fernan, uh, Fernan Torres is there. Morata's there. Uh, a couple Spain uh, Spanish guys there with their 7-0 win against uh, against the Costa Rica, and they picked up that you know that that draw against Germany as well. So a lot of 
scores and a lot of scoring to be done. It's not over. It's not even close to being, you know, done. Some of these guys, if you want to win the world cup, uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get out of group play and then you gotta get winning the round of 16, the round of eight, the round of four, and you gotta get to the final. So you got four more games that you have, you have to win or, you know, to advance. And, and, and there's a lot of, of a football left to be played. So let's look at the groups as a whole. Now, this is just kind of a collective. Let's bring it all back around and see where do we stand as we enter the third group stage game. And you can see that a lot of these, uh, if, you, if you're looking at it, if it's in green, uh, if their countries are in green, it means they're already on their way to the group stages. If you're listening, that would mean France, Portugal and Brazil are the only three teams that are guaranteed to be in the knockout stages. Everything else is up for grabs. And really for me, uh, as, you know, as a fan of the U.S. men's national team, my focus is looking at Group B. As you see, England topped that group with four points. Iran has three. Uh, the U.S. men's national team has two. And Wales has one, which is leading to that really, really big game tomorrow. I'm already starting to kind of get nervous about it, kind of sweating it out here as we're looking forward to the U.S. and Iran who, who go toe-to-toe -to -toe tomorrow at 1 o'clock. I also found it interesting, and I, and I kind of like it, is you, do, you don't see the four games, you know, the, the four, the seven, the 10 and the one here, central central time zone for me and what I've been kind of watching or my watch times. Uh, but here you have the groups who kick off together, which I think is, you know, it, it's smart when you think about it. So, you know, when, when the United States uh, kicks off against Iran, you also are at the very same time have Wales uh, taking on England. So those are happening simultaneously at one o'clock. So that they're, you know, they're, you kind of limit the opportunity to be like, well, here you can move on kind of thing. So we kind of see that play out as a whole. But also Group C, as we look at, at those groups, Argentina has clawed their way back uh, into contention to move on into the knockout stages with that opening loss against Saudi Arabia. Uh, and now they, they take on Poland. So win and they officially will move on into the knockout stages. France has looked really, really good uh, in, in their first, oh, I wouldn't say really, really good, but they've, they've gotten the victories. Uh, they've, they've moved on. And I think they're, they're you know, that watching them as a team, they, they play pretty well together. I know that midfield is, is still a question mark, uh, but I, you know, I've, I've been really impressed with uh, too many uh, in his play in the midfield as a young, young midfielder uh, on the big stage with France, who has aspirations to win this thing. Uh, he's held his own and, and played really, really well. And even the front three, as they've played, uh, Griezmann has looked extremely good uh, and very, very bright and lively. So to see them kind of in a position to, to see maybe who else is you know on the bench as, as you look at maybe a couple other guys coming off the bench to get a couple spot starts here uh, and see what else you have with the depth. Uh, group E is, is also very, very interesting as you look at Spain, who tops the group with four points. You do have Japan at three, Costa Rica at three, and then Germany does have that single point. Uh, but it, it, it's going to come down to this as uh, Japan and Spain need to play and Costa Rica and Germany. Uh, so if you, if you look Germany, I don't know, does Costa Rica have another upset in them or does Germany kind of pull a Spain and really – take it to Costa Rica. It's going to be really interesting to see how that all group plays out. And then finally, it's, it's a, it's a three team race in group F as we look at Croatia, Morocco, and Belgium, um, all could take it all, you know, two of those three are going to move on, but it's going to be really 
uh, an interesting kind of set of group games as well. Uh, we already got Brazil in Group G. They're moving on, uh, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be all all about getting Neymar healthy because I think they they need him. Uh, his his ability, his technical ability, his his game changing ability. And so to be fully fit or as fit as he can be on that ankle, I think is going to be extremely important. And then finally, Group H, uh, you've got them buying for one spot. Uruguay, South Korea, and Ghana are playing for that second, uh, uh, to finish second in that group. So there's so much to play for. There's so much on the line. And and I'm, I'm interested to see kind of who do you want to move on? You know, uh, what do you want the storylines to be as we move into the end of group play and knockout stages? Because this is really where it, it kind of changes. You know, this, this, the world cup is two tournaments. In, in my opinion, you have the group play side of things, which we've just kind of experienced, you know, four games a day. And, and we just get, you know, football upon football, upon football, upon football. And now, you know, we get the knockout stages where it's, it's tactically a little different. You know, you, you kind of change where it's, it's win and advance, you know, there's no room for error anymore. You can't, you can't pull an Argentina and lose another game or you're going home. And, and so the, the, the kind of, the second part is about to, to kick off, and I think that's where the tensions are high. And, I, and I'm just hopeful that the U.S. makes it in it because that's the game that I will be – all eyes will be on that game tomorrow. That game tomorrow is huge for the U.S. men's national team. And, and I'm hopeful, uh, and I'm hopeful that they are able to, to pull out the win. But I think it's going to be challenging. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for an, uh, for an Iran side that doesn't need to win – to get out of the group. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they really packed it in, if they really, you know, kind of played a little bit behind the ball was ready for counterattacking football uh, and to catch us out. And, you know, cause we have to win. There's, there's no other, there's no other, you know, we can't tie. Uh, we have to win in order to advance. And so I think that there's going to be some opportunities for Iran to, to, to capitalize on that. And, and I went back all the way into the road to the world cup after those friendlies, I was extremely upset and I said, you know, I, I really don't love tactically how we play. And I don't think we're going to win a game in the World Cup. And we are on two draws. And we still have not won a game in the World Cup. Now, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope that I am wrong. You know, I'm okay being wrong. I'm wrong a lot. I've said that before. Uh, but I hope that I, my, I'm going to look back and be like, I was wrong. And, and the United States makes a deep run. Uh, in the World Cup, but I'm just I'm really hopeful tomorrow for a positive result, uh, a win for the U.S. men's national team, and gets us into the knockout stages. As we look a little bit further, again, I, I do want to highlight that Argentina Poland game. A lot it's on the line there for both teams as they both look to get in uh, into the knockout stages. And then finally, last but not least, uh, Group H. I'm interested to see kind of how Uruguay and Ghana finish out. Uh, I think those are the two teams that are really going to be uh, buying. I was impressed with with Ghana's win uh, here, uh, three to two over South Korea uh, today, uh, and that was a it was a fun game to watch. Uh, as you, uh, Muhammad Kudus uh, from Ajax had two goals in that game. We didn't even talk about him today, but he looked really good. And it would be it would be really great to see to Ghana move forward. Uh, maybe 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 it's the Thomas party in me that I want to see him get into the, to the knockout stages. But I don't know about you. I, I guess at this point I'm looking to see what was what was your highlight of of round number two. What was your highlight in this set of games? What's been your highlight for the World Cup so far? There has been so much. 
uh, entertainment. Uh, it's been so fun to, to kind of go back and forth with people, uh, you know, in DMs during games. It's been fun to, you know, just chat with friends uh, who are watching the same games that I am. It's just been a fantastic time to, to be a part of the soccer community, the football community. I think, you know, you see it in action over there as, as fans from other countries interact. Uh, but you see it here, too, as, as we have an opportunity to interact with one another. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we will have the third and final uh, group episode coming uh, at, at the conclusion of all of these next games. But I just really want to say thank you. Um, also, if you have any questions, if you've listened this far, if you have any questions or players you want us to discuss on the World Cup show, Drop them in the comments below. Send me a DM at St. Croix Cards on Instagram. I'm Andrew. Uh, just say, hey, you know, I wonder if you considered this. You know, just whatever you're thinking about in the World Cup, let's talk a little bit about it and spend some time on this uh, podcast, on this show to, to kind of touch on that. Because really, this is, this is about you. This is about, you know, information, education, and making good decisions as we look to buy soccer cards, football cards. So I hope you enjoyed. Again, have a wonderful round three. Enjoy the games. Soak it in. Take it in. It is the World Cup, and we will see you on the next episode. Make it a great day, everybody.